Ulterior. This is one of those episodes where I took a week off, so I now have to come back here and recap two weeks worth of material, but I'm happy to do that because August so far has been a really fucking incredible month for music, I must say that. And it's only going to get even more impactful this coming week with like Holding Absence, The Word Alive, uh, Spanish Love Songs, Hot Milk, and fucking everybody else on the sun, it seems like. So I will be progressing through this episode kind of rapidly, but I hope that I'm still able to get across everything that I feel with regards to these immaculate songs. And also real quick, I want to plug the 100th episode of this show that went up earlier in the week. It is an interview with myself that was conducted by my producer, Alex, and I was really happy with how it turned out, and I hope you guys uh, are happy with the finished product. So yeah, uh... That's kind of all I had to say for like updates and that sort of shit. Uh, what's on this episode? So we got a brand new single by the likes of The Plot and You, Era, Catch a Breath, and, and a couple of others to get through. And then brand new albums from Caskets, Tapestry, Bearings, and Movements. Thank you so much. Thank you for tapping in. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So let's try to get through this as quickly and effectively as we can and play catch up for a second. This song came out, I believe, two weeks ago now, but I'm only just getting to talk about it. It is what it is. It be what it be. And here we have the brand new plot new song called Forgotten. This is the third single that's been released so far by The Plot New for what we can only assume is the cycle for a new record. And I personally believe that what we have seen so far is the culmination of every sound and idea that The Plot New have progressed through in their careers. Because you look at a song like Divided and it has the alt-rock aggression that can translate really well to a larger audience. And then Left Behind really dabbled in the emotional side of the band and their abilities to take subject matter that is quite heavy and give it a catchy flair. And now we get to Forgotten, which I know a lot of people had already heard the band play live. I purposely stayed away from those videos because I wanted my first experience with it to be hearing the studio version prior to reviewing it. And I am glad that I waited it out because I was blown away and astonished by what I heard on Forgotten. It's absolutely the heaviest that the plot and you have been since happiness and self-destruction. And there are certain moments in the delivery of Landon's screams that remind me so much of what he was doing on that record. Like it is so dark and pissed off, which is the incarnation of this band that existed back when I first found them. Forgotten also has these hints of new metal core per se thrown into his instrumentation that makes me think of acts like my ticket home and sworn in when listening to it 
I think this track is chaotic and euphoric in the same breath, as odd as that might sound, but it gives me this sense of joy because of how much it doesn't mirror the two prior singles, and that tells me that whatever full-length project is coming from the plot in you at some point in the near future, it has the chance to be all-encompassing of each different area of their journey up to now. Era put out a new single called Pale Iris. I want the world for Era. I really, really do because I think they have been on a supremely consistent run for a few years now in terms of being able to deliver quality material within Metalcore that even if not revolutionary to the genre itself, it's still able to impact the fan base significantly. And I feel like they're going to achieve a lot of that coming soon with the Concrete Forever Tour with Bad Omens and Icy Stars and then whatever is to come musically to follow up on Pale Iris, because I feel confident already in saying that I think this is one of the best songs the band has ever put out. In both the heavy and clean sections, the song finds this undeniable rhythm that can channel both the aggressive and emotional sides of era, and I think that is what puts this song in the elite class that it's in right now. Era are right there near the highest point of the scene echelon and are always a complete joy to watch go to work. I want to shift the focus right now to a band that I haven't mentioned in over two years now, and that is Galleon's, their new song, Violent Delights. This is the first bit of new original material from Galleons since their 2021 self-titled album, which got a fair bit of love on this show in the year-end festivities, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I think Violent Delights, while not doing a ton to exchange the formula of Galleons, it still paints the band in this really bright and stupendous light as one of the bands that is continuing to push experimental post-hardcore forward in a very favorable direction. Um, I think Tom Burns' voice continues to be the perfect supporting beam for the instrumentation to Galleons that keeps you as a listener intrigued all the way through because you never really know what twists and turns the arrangement will take. I think Violent Delights finds more achievements along the way as it progresses and builds to a final minute where everything comes together and makes sure that this song sticks with you as one of the most complete and euphoric outings from Galleons to date. And already, I think Galleons is going to be one of the standout bands of 2024, just off of the strength of their prior material that I know is going to carry over into the new record. Here is the brand new single by End. It is titled Gaping Wounds of Earth. Oh, 
there is an album announcement to go along with a single. The album is The Sin of Human Frailty, and it releases on October 27th. I don't think I've ever had the chance on this show's lifespan to talk about N before, though I have talked about some of the other projects that the members of N are involved in, like Counterparts and Fit for an Autopsy. Um, I think N is one of the most effective bands out there that ventures into the realms of metallic hardcore or black and hardcore or whatever you really want to call it. There is so much of this unapologetic ruthlessness within End's material at large, and specifically here, Gaping Wounds of Earth, which can successfully batter you, the listener, in the fucking face without ever letting up for any of its runtime. Even towards the end of the song, when the breakdown commences and the instrumentation slows down ever so slightly, it's still a moment that tears down and shatters any expectations from the band and leaves a lasting impression on you whether it is your first time listening to N or your thousandth. There's a lot to be excited here with regards to N's new album, and I cannot wait to get into it on October 27th. For the final single that I will detail for the episode, we have Catch Your Breath and their new single, YSKW. The band announced their debut album called Shame On Me, which releases on October 20th. That record will include the plethora of other singles that they've been putting out, like 21 Gun Salute, Savages, and Dial Tone, which kind of out of nowhere became one of the biggest modern metalcore songs of the decade so far. But I do think Catch Your Breath's talent warrants the reception they've gotten so far, and YSKW, or You Should Know Why, highlights that. This track finds comfortability in these verses that scale the instrumentation back and kind of have a slight R&B hint to them before exploding into this chorus that matches the rest of Catch Your Breath's discography band for band in terms of catchiness and infectiousness. It is a massive sing-along moment for the band, and to me, even if Catch Your Breath aren't the most versatile or genre-altering band in the scene right now, I really do believe they're one of the best. And with a full album to their name at last, I have a lot of high hopes for the future of this band, and considering how well they've managed their sudden viral success over the last year or so, I am not at all worried about their ability to continue building momentum for themselves, and just directly to the band, go out and capture the world, guys. I know you will. So those were all the singles that I pulled out for the episode. There were still plenty of others that are definitely worth taking the time to check out. So uh, please go to the ulterior Twitter and Instagram accounts to see the singles reviews for the prior two weeks. And now we have the albums to get through. And this will be done in a bit of a shorter format as opposed to how I normally talk about albums. But I'm doing this for the sake of time, and then also I want to see if I can like really boil down my points about these albums to like a, a two or two and a half minute span and see if that can really get across what it is I want to say, as opposed to just, you know, having me sit here and waffle for like five minutes or whatever it is. So first up we have the new album by Caskets. It is called Reflections. Wait, 
If I look at this album by Caskets called Reflections as its own standalone body of work, I think it is nearing the territory of being great. There's a catchy sensibility to the rhythmic side of everything happening here that I think is fleshed out perfectly on songs like Believe, Better Way Out, and In the Silence. Especially the latter, since that is my favorite off the record as of now. But when I compare Reflections to the prior Caskets album from 2021 called Lost Souls, that's where I start to notice some discrepancies between the two releases. I don't know if there's necessarily anything on Reflections that channels the spirit that I felt within songs like Glass Heart or Drown in Emotion. I think Reflections is missing the emotional highs that I feel whenever listening to Hopes and Dreams, but then if I look at Reflections and compare it to the other bodies of work within alt-rock and modern metalcore over the last year or so, I still think Caskets have this aura that justifies their name having the kind of value that it's grown to have. This is still a record that I would definitely recommend because there are bound to be more than a few moments where you catch yourself nodding or singing along to because I think the songs still have those intangible elements even if they're not groundbreaking. This one really caught me by surprise and I'm hoping that uh, anybody who has listened to this album feels as strongly as I do about it. The Pain You Desire, The Love You Deserve by Tapestry. So, I had heard of Tapestry before listening to this album over the weekend, but I would be lying if I said that I ever really sat down with any of this band's material and really gave them the chance to have had said material sink in. So, I was happy to change that with the pain you desire, the love you deserve, and see what Tapestry could provide for me that maybe other bands couldn't. Right off the rip, I feel like I would categorize this album in the same bracket as Harm and Pupil Slicer in the sense that these are completely unique sounding albums that took me by surprise and made severely strong cases for why I cannot forget about them anytime soon or let go of the incredible songs that make them up. I, I can name a couple of different acts that Tapestry reminds me of at certain moments like Too Close to Touch in the opening song Hutchison Terrace and from first to last in Turning Blind, but at large, this is still a sound that I was just awestruck by, and I think it'd be hard for that to not be the case with anyone else hearing this album. There is so much emotion poured into every song, and Tom is the perfect voice to narrate this really heartbreaking tale. Um, there are a few songs in here that channel a softer, more relaxing side of the scene rhythmically, like Chasing Silhouette, um, Marionette, which has this hip-hop influence in the production of its drum track, and then Rive, which is essentially a pop song. I think the album closes out really strongly on Lonely Lonely, which is this acoustic song that only spans like two minutes, and it is a contrast from how the rest of the songs told their stories, but I do appreciate Tapestry going about the conclusion of The Pain You Desire, The Love You Deserve in this manner. I've been able to spend a couple of days with this record now, and each time I hear it, I feel 
captivated in so many new ways and the score of 9.5 that I gave it was my acknowledgement that while I am head over heels for this record as of now, I didn't know if my recency bias would show if I went the full 10 on it on that basis, especially given that I didn't have any prior history with Tapestry. But in the passing days, my opinion on this record has not diminished at all. If anything, it's just gotten even stronger. And I absolutely adore what Tapestry did on this album, and I cannot express enough to you guys how greatly I believe this is a priority listen for anyone in the scene. We have got the best part about being human, which is the new album out right now by Bearings. So right off the bat, I'll get the most negative-esque thing I have out of the way about the best part about being human, which is that when comparing it to the other prior two Bearings albums, I don't think it reaches the same high points necessarily. Like with Blue in the Dark, you had Where You Are, which is still my favorite Bearings song to date. And then you had Super Deluxe on Hello It's You, which has a ton of sentimental meaning and value to myself given what was going on in my life during that time period that it premiered. And that isn't to say that nothing from this album will grow on me to reach the same height. It's just that at this current time of the review, that isn't how things stand. But at large, I do still believe that this is a great record by Bearings and shows off a lot of their strengths as one of the most competent bands that pop punk has right now. I think Scenery is the perfect opening song for a project like this, and really lets you find familiarity with the rhythmic sense of bearings. It's such a fucking bop and a head nodder and all that sort of shit. There are some moments on this record where the pop aspect of pop punk really shines through in a big way, like on Gone So Gone and Howie You're a Freak, the latter of which is a song that I am really, really high on right now and has a case for being my favorite on the record. There are a couple of different avenues that Bearings took for this album, aside from what I've already mentioned, because when I hear a song like I Want to Heal, it really makes me think of Ocean Grove and that type of grunge-inspired flair that that band takes on a lot of times. But I think Bearings gave a great spin on that sound, and I think there will be plenty more moments in the future where I spend time with the best part about being human and... The chance for it to grow on me even more is definitely there, so to link back to what I said at the top of the review, even if I don't have an immediate attachment to some songs the way I do Bearings tracks from some of their other albums, I still believe these songs are sensational and I would imagine every Bearings fan out there is very proud of what this band achieved with this record. And for the final album of the episode, it is the new Movements album, Ruckus. There was a lot for Ruckus to live up to, considering how amazing I believe that both Feel Something and No Good Left to Give were. And I think that while Movements did end up delivering what I view currently as an album that might not be as perfect as those records, 
it is still just exactly that. It's perfect. I think something that movements managed to achieve on this album was input inspirations from other acts while still working in their own characteristics and traits to make these songs their own. Two examples I want to point out are the opener, You're One of Us Now, which has this sense of Boston Manor inspiration to its aggressive nature that I think fits movements like a fucking glove. And later on in the album is a song called AMP, which reminds me so much of Obstacle One by Interpol in the bouncy instrumentation that definitely helps this song stand out in a big way. And truthfully, it's my favorite song on the album and overall a top three or five song I've ever heard from this band. The singles such as Killing Time, Lead Pipe, and Tight Rope managed to make so much more sense as part of the album's flow and progression. And while I absolutely adore those songs, I will say that the stretch of the album that begins with I Hope You Choke all the way through the closer, Cordelaine, is where Ruckus really finds its groove and kicks into a new gear that fully establishes it as being a perfect album. I think that a song like Dance With Death does a stellar-ass job at taking the brooding and emo sensibility that movements have become known for and channel that into this really catchy alt-rock song that highlights every strength this band has ever picked up. I do not want any of what I said earlier about this album not being as good as the prior two movements albums cloud any of my praise because what I'm really saying at the end of the day is that Ruckus has shown me that the floor for movements is the ceiling for so many other bands. They're just that good, and Ruckus is that monumental of an album. And that's it. That was every album and single from... Well, it wasn't every album and single from last two weeks for me to review, but it was the ones that I chose to showcase and highlight, and the ones that I really felt strongly about, and the ones that I felt I really had a lot to say about. And I hope you guys fucked with all that music because I certainly did and there's definitely plenty, 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 plenty more to come for the rest of the year. Like some of these singles and albums and EPs lined up for the rest of 2023, this is going to really, really help shape how the year-end awards look on this show. And I'm very excited to get into the final quarter of the year and really see for myself what from 2023 is going to stand out bigger and brighter than everything else. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, for the love of the game, let's make a scene. (laughs) 